Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hello, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here in, in southern Idaho. I'm Ken Lewis. I'm the director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho. And glad you're on the show and with us today. And we've got a special guest from uh, North Central Idaho, I guess Northern Idaho, um, who who's well versed in Southern Idaho. Um, but it's uh, Cassie Johnson. Cassie, thank you so much for taking time to be on the Heart of the Athlete here today. Thank you so much, Ken. I'm happy to be here. Well, folks, uh, to introduce you to Cassie. Cassie's assistant athletic trainer for the uh, University of Idaho. Uh, she's a certified athletic trainer up there and she works with the women's basketball program. And um, uh, I know C Cassie, you spent a couple years at Timberlake High School up north, even further north than Moscow, up there uh, north of um, uh, 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 Rathrum and Coeur d'Alene. And then um, you got your master's in athletic training at U of I. And, but I, got to know you when you were a track and field athlete down here in Southern Idaho at Northwest Nazarene University. And you were in F involved in FCA then. And gosh, man, how many years has it been since you were at NNU, Cassie? Oh my gosh. Uh, oh, geez. Six, seven, we're almost at eight years now. That's wow. 2015. Okay. So, so 2015 20, is when I graduated. Okay, so 2015. So five so, yeah. years from that point, but it's it's been a while. Wow, that's great. And I I know that um, you were a thrower and then involved in FCA. And we're going to talk about FCA a little, little little later in the show here in the interview. But I want to – I know that you grew up in Alaska. And uh, tell us where you're from in Alaska and um, and how you got involved in sports. Yeah, so I grew up in a tiny town called Nikiski, Alaska. It's on the Kenai Peninsula, um, just north of the town of Kenai. And I got in sports very, very young. Um, I mean, if you want to count swimming lessons at three, sure. But really, I didn't start organized sports till third grade. Um, both of my parents were very involved in sports, so they immediately threw me into sports. I started with basketball in third grade. And um, just added the sports on. I mean, it, <laughs> I've, I've played almost every sport, not quite, but, um, even some other ones such as flag football and wrestling and, uh, volleyball track, cross country, you know, the works, you want a fun sport that I got involved in, uh, it's a little non-traditional, the Highland games. So I've been involved in athletics as long as I can remember. <laughs> now what's, when, when did you move? to that town in Alaska? Uh, we actually moved before I turned one. So fun, fun story with my whole story. I actually was born in Moscow, Idaho. Uh, both my parents are vandals. And so it's, it's funny how God has looped me all the way back around to Moscow. Um, but we moved before I turned one. So I, I grew up in Alaska from, like say, before one all the way to 18 and would go back in the summers. And, and where's that, uh, where's that little town in Alaska located in the state of Alaska up there to give our listeners a little perspective? <laughs> yeah, so it's on the Kenai Peninsula. So usually the easiest way for 
general, it's just south of Anchorage. So, yep, you've got the map. Yep, that little peninsula that would be right below. It's usually the easiest way I describe it. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Well, being from a yeah, smaller town, it, it, it is kind of neat because you get more opportunities to do a lot of different kinds of things and growing up in school and, and, uh, and, and like you said, in sports. And um, so, well, okay. The former governor, Sarah Palin, she went to university of Idaho too. Do you, do, do yeah. you, your parents know Sarah? Were they there when she was there? I don't know if they were there exactly when she was there, but yes, my dad, you know, had, we, we know of the Palins. Yes. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, Hey, real quick, before we move on, I want to stay on Alaska. You got any good bear stories or real quick animal um, stories, wildlife stories in Alaska? It always seems like there's a story, right? Oh, yes. There, there's multiple stories. Um, I used to say that I, I was just, I'm like a natural bear bait. Like, I like never see them, but everybody uses me because I never see them apparently. Um, but one day when I was driving, I used to work for Alaska Department of Fish and Game too. And I was driving back from work and it was pouring rain and I'm in a little VW bug. And this either ginormous black bear or it's probably baby brown bear is more accurate, runs right in front of me, just whoop, right across the highway. <laughs> and I hit my brakes so hard. I killed the bug. And this, the one part of me is like, I need to get out of here. I need to keep going. And this other not so safe part was like, Where'd it go? Like, I want to know where the bear went. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, those are the random things that, unless you've been in Alaska, it's not something you usually worry about. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, fun stuff. Um, Well, that's great. And you mentioned you were involved in Highland Games, which kind of leads us to your your time at NNU. You were a thrower. So for those folks Mm -hmm. that are listening, that's, that's shot put discus and hammer is that right is that what you did at nnu that would be correct that's great and then you got involved with the fellowship of christian athletes here at nnu and uh, tell us tell us what you know how the lord really orchestrated that and really used fca in your life both as an athlete and then you eventually uh, became a leader of FCA at NNU. Why, why FCA for you as a college athlete when you were uh, at NNU? Yeah. So um, NNU was actually not my first university. I actually transferred from Simpson university where I'd been a volleyball player and it was this cool redemption thing um, from some stuff of switching sports and getting into a new university. And so when I got to NNU, I actually transferred in the middle of my junior year Um, and I had actually, I'd never heard of FCA, uh, growing up, I had done, uh, NBC camps, which is also another Christian camp. So I was very familiar with Christian camps and had a really positive experience with, uh, NBC. And when I got to campus and they said there was this club FCA, a fellowship of Christian athletes, I was like, I want to get involved. Like that's my two favorite things put in one club, you know, this platform of having athletics and faith. Um, because for me, it, it, as an athlete, you have this amazing platform where you get to demonstrate your faith. Um, and especially going back to Paul, like Paul wrote to the Romans, which is where, you know, as athletes, we know a lot of athletics came from um, for this stuff. So the fact that even scripture points back to sports shows this uniqueness um, 
with athletics and our Christian faith and being able to walk through that. So I immediately wanted to get involved. And, you know, the first little year it was, it was kind of small at NNU and there was just a couple track kids and a few other sports. And um, it got brought up to me to become a leader of it, to take over. Uh, and at first I didn't want to be like the president or anything. Um, one of my fellow teammates was actually the president, but then it just kind of worked out that I ended up taking the leadership role. And um, because I just had that passion, even though it wasn't very big when I was in college, still it was like important to me that I had this opportunity and that I was going to use it. And so it poured into my life because it challenged me in a different way. Well, that's great. Well, we're so thankful that you, uh, you transferred and uh, came to NNU and stood in the gap and, and really took on that because I think I remember uh, it was a neat time of growth. I know God started growing it when you were there. And then I, I believe there was, uh, there were some other Alaskans that got involved too, because I know Josh Mariolis and, and Emily, his sister, they were both sandwiched in there as well. Both of them from Alaska and, uh, and athletes here at NNU. And then, you know, Gabe Fisher took over and God just used that. I mean, so, so thank you for, for being a part of that and, and keeping things rolling and God used you in a, in a great, great growth of what God's done at, with the student athletes here at NNU. So, well, Cassie, I want to, um, I want you to describe, you know, tell us a little bit about how you came to Jesus. You know, what was it that, that brought you to have faith in Christ and to surrender your life to Jesus Christ? Yeah, so my story is really cool in that in that aspect. Um, I'm very, very blessed that I am from a Christian home. And so both of my parents are very strong Christians. And um, I honestly can, I honestly wish I remember it. I, I don't, I have to rely on my mom's memories of telling me. Um, but apparently I've just always known. And at the age of four, I told my mom that, you know, I wanted to be a Christian and that I wanted to follow Jesus the rest of my life. And um, so I made a very conscious decision at four <laughs> and it's, it's been that way ever since. And so um, it's one of those really, really neat things that I know is hard for some people that have grown up in the Christian church their whole life. But for me, it's that, that gift that I've been given. That I don't know anything else. I don't. Um, but there's still, I, even in the beauty of that is there's still moments where I get to walk, walk, closer and closer with God through that and the different moments that he's touched my life um, in different stages of my life and how he's used every part of it. Um, and that's a really beautiful thing for me is I have that unique story of um, having that faith the whole time. And that's really, really special. And I, sometimes I take it for granted, but I'm finding more as an adult that I shouldn't take that for granted. Right. Well, how, how do you, um, how do you speak? stay strong and stay tight with the Lord now. I know, you know, we're, we're all have busy schedules, you know, and to various degrees and you're working in a, a college athletic department, university athletic department as a uh, athletic trainer. What do you do on a daily basis to keep you tight with the Lord, you know, through prayer or devotional time or, or uh, uh, your Bible reading? What, what is it that you do? Honestly, it's a lot of things um, because yes, in, in my job, it's very, very hard. Um, I actually have to work on Sundays. And so that's a struggle to not be able to go to church. And so I have to make a very, very conscious effort um, to make time for God. 
uh, you know, I try to do a devotional every night. I have, I actually have a devotional in my office that I just did before this. Um, I have a Bible in my office and I constantly play worship music. Uh, I, I'm very blessed to have a Christian boss. And so I have worship music on all the time. Um, FCA has actually been super, super important for me because that's quality time set out for me that I've, I've put in to have meetings, not only with my leaders, but then the actual FCA huddle, um, that becomes fuel for me, uh, as well as maintaining my prayers and, um, having other prayer groups. So still being involved with different churches because I've bounced around with having moved a lot, but having still a bunch of home churches and family that I text to be like, Hey, I need prayer today, you know, and that I have that ability to do that. They don't need to know what it is. You know, a lot of times they're like, got you, you're covered in prayer. You know, to have that is what keeps me going and keeps me strong in all of this. Wow, that's so good. Well, folks, if you're just joining us here today on Heart of the Athlete, we're, uh, we're visiting with um, Cassie Johnson, who's an assistant athletic trainer at the University of Idaho up in Moscow, Idaho. And she's uh, our FCA advisor at the University of Idaho for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes there. So and we were just talking about Cassie, you, just your, your busy schedule as athletic trainer. How do you feel like you shine your light for Jesus as an athletic trainer in your job and in your call? It's really a calling. I know that just spending a little bit of time with you and, and, and knowing you over the years. But what are some ways that you found that you've been able to share your faith in the platform that Jesus has given you? So it's really, really special. When I was doing my master's, I had this really, really special moment with Jesus and, and praying about it. And I got blessed to have some Christian professors so that I could write this paper. I discovered that Jesus was the athletic trainer of the world. And, you know, we talk about Jesus being this teacher, this counselor, this healer, you know, the simple parts of he's the almighty God, but in those simple roles that he had in his ministry on earth. And that's what we do as athletic trainers. We're here to teach people with, you know, how to better themselves in the whole round wellness. We're here to counsel people, especially in injuries and different things. And again, with the mental health stuff that's going on now, just being there to, as a, an open person to be able to talk to. And as a healer, I mean, we're medical professionals and having this opportunity to um, help people when they're injured and with even just maintaining their bodies as they're going through sport. And so to see Jesus immediately in my job, I have a ministry. And so my daily life is my ministry every day. Um, and even though sometimes in a, in a public area, I may not be able to speak out my faith unless there's an open opportunity, I get to act it out. So and it's something I tell people, uh, something that was told to me as a college student, you may be the only Jesus that people ever see. Or you may be the only Bible that people ever read purely by your actions and your kind words and things. And so living out his love. Um, I'm also blessed with this pandemic that I've gotten away with it so far. Uh, I have to wear a mask every day. And so um, to combat that, I actually put a new verse on my mask every day. And so people get to read whatever I have on my mask. And some people ask me exactly what it is or other people are like, I'm going to go look that up. Um, but if anything, it's, they have an encouraging verse right off of my mask. Wow. That's awesome. So what was the verse you had yesterday or the last couple of days? What were the last couple of verses you had? 
So um, my life verse in general is Romans 8, 37. Uh, Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And it's, it's a constant battle in this life. And um, I understand as one of his warriors, we're, we're going to battle through things. But because of him and the fact that he loves us, we will conquer it. Um, but lately in just my normal, you know, everyday life, the, the one that's come to mind has been Micah 6, 8. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. And that's something that's just really come to mind to me lately of even in all this mess and everything else in the world, all I'm called to do is to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with my God. If I can do that, who knows what he can do with that? There's so many different things. Wow, that's so good. That's so good. You know, as you're talking there, it's just uh, some things that I've been observing. It seems like there's some cultural things out there right now in our country. They're talking about justice and social justice and things like that. But I think, you know, as you're talking about that verse, it reminds me again that justice is from the Lord. Justice is from the Lord. It's, it, that's where it originated from, from our Lord and, uh, and in the word of God. And um, some of the things that are going on, in our culture, <laughs> talking about justice, this and that is more of a cultural humanistic psychology kind of thing that that's not rooted in, in the Bible. It's not rooted in God, but yet it, it uses some of the same terminologies. So it's easy sometimes for Christians to kind of get caught up in that, right? Yep, absolutely. And I think that's again, where the, the, it's not just the justice part. It's the, second parts of that verse to love mercy and to walk humbly with God. You can argue for justice. However, today's culture says it, but if you're not doing the other parts, are you really seeking justice then? You know, are you really showing God's love in this? Because our God is a just God. He is a just God and he, he's the ultimate justice. It's not necessarily what we may think is justice. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of opinions, a lot of, uh, a lot of relativism that's that's seeped into a lot of a lot of things in within churches and Christianity. And you're right. I, I love it, Cassie, that you're going back to the word of God on this. And uh, and that's where we want to be. That's where we need to be. So hey, I wanna I wanna uh, get to something here real quick. You, you uh, just to clarify some things uh, for our listeners, we've talked about this word as an athletic trainer, and a lot of people now think about, oh, that's the guy or the gal at the gym that helps me lift weights and helps me, all that kind of stuff. But and, and but you got into it when you start talking about how Jesus was a teacher and a, and a counselor, and then, you know, he was a healer. Um, r- real quickly, in, in 30 seconds, tell us, because I got some more questions I want to I get to today. But for our listeners, distinguish the difference of a certified athletic trainer and getting your master's in that, what, what you do versus uh, the trainer at the gym who helps you with, you know, muscle groups and, and weight loss and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So th- this is the age old debate for ath- athletic trainers, ATs uh, for short that we've gone through as being confused with personal trainers. Um, the, the massive difference, like you said, we're certified. We are medical professionals. 
Um, the majority of us, it's actually required that we have a master's degree. Um, so we have this training. Yes, we can do some of the personal training that, that is a very small part of it. But in reality, um, <laughs> we do a lot of things and it's hard. It doesn't encompass in our name athletic trainer, um, but we are educators. If you're like, I've worked at a high school, I taught sports medicine for two years, as well as you're ed educating your patients on how to help themselves and make themselves better. So there's that education part. Um, you know, there's the classic old, we're the people taping on the sideline. Yes, that is a part of our job. We're doing all this prevention stuff and taping and treatments. We have all that. But if you get injured, we also do all the physical therapy stuff. Even though we're not uh, a physical therapist, we do a lot of the physical therapy and rehabbing people for that. Um, from the mental health side, I'm super, super passionate about this because I get to see my athletes every day. So I know them probably the best in some cases. And so talking about an athlete's overall wellness, we're usually the first people to see signs of mental health stuff. And so to be, allow my athletes to be able to come and tell me things and get them the right help if they just need to talk to me or if we need to get an additional counselor or if it's just, I'm struggling with my injury. You know, why is this such a struggle? Well, you know, talk them through it and the things that here's the positive outlooks on where we're going with this. Um, there's all of this encompass in the name of athletic trainer. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Hey, thanks for clarifying that. Cause you did an awesome job of describing that. So Hey, real quick, uh, just a few a few minutes left here today. You've now helped get FCA started at the University of Idaho, and you've got a leadership team. You guys started last winter, and um, you guys have been meeting on Zoom. And I just want to tell you thanks. I know it takes a lot of organization to to pray and 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 go organize student leaders. You know, you see, you got a great group of leaders, don't you? Just some great. I do. Yeah, some some track and field kids, some soccer gals, and some and a, a football player or two in there, and, and it's been great to join those Zoom calls. And I I want to ask you as we wrap things up here today, what are some, where's the Lord, you know, what's the Lord been saying through you and and put on your heart and mind as an encouragement to these college athletes, these these student athletes there, you know, what was the Lord? how's he been using you to encourage them and what, what's he been telling you um, that might be helpful for the rest of our, our listeners today? You know, it's this really beautiful thing. Like say we, we got a slow start and blessings of all blessings. I'm used to slow starts. God's prepared me in that. <laughs> um, but I really sat down with a couple of the leaders early on and Levi Lusco for passion 2020 had this amazing talk about preparing early, you know, this whole sermon on, preparing for your thirties by what you're doing in your twenties. And now it's this beautiful thing that I am almost in my thirties and I've had this time and I prepared and now I get to turn around and use it for these folks in their twenties and show them of like, you've been given this opportunity, you know, to prepare, to be poured into, but you're also pouring out all at the same time. Um, you know, so looking for those opportunities, but really using this opportunity to be poured into so that you're prepared in your 30s because this is a, a small gift and a small amount of time you know and it's been exciting for me as a leader that switch because i have been in their role and to i'm just far enough away to have a little bit more life experience 
but I'm still encouraged. Some of the things that they see in their walk of faith and because they're in different, all different walks, I'm still encouraged every day by what, how God is using them. And that's the most exciting thing is going from a place that is a public school that when I was here as a student did not have a very good Christian atmosphere. And now the amount of Christians in our staff, in our athletics, it's amazing and it's encouraging mm. of how God is using a small, simple thing to just ignite people. Wow. And that's exciting. And it doesn't come from me. That's the cool part is I get to witness it, witness what he's doing through these college athletes wow. to encourage themselves and encourage their teams and encourage their coaches and of their administration. It's amazing. Wow. That's such a good encouraging word. And it's, it's cool to be in the midst of that and, and, and see how God has used you to assemble these kids and, and, and point them to Jesus and how they're now using that to, to draw in their teammates and, and, and other athletes from other sports. Well, and to use their platform, like you're talking about, you know, this, uh, this one shot that God's given us in life, right. You know, to be used by him and to be a good steward of that, uh, of what he's blessed us with. So, well, Cassie, thank you so much, um, for taking time and your busy schedule to, uh, uh, be on Heart of the Athlete today. And it's so cool to hear about what God's doing at the University of Idaho through the FCA ministry. I know there's other ministries up there too that are doing some great things on campus. And But we're excited to see what God's doing through you. So thank you for taking time today to be on Heart of the Athlete. No, thank you. I really appreciate it. And folks, if you want to get more involved with FCA here in Idaho, um, you can get in touch with us at fcaidaho.org on our website. And uh, if you'd like to get your, your son or daughter, your grandkids involved with it at their middle school, high school, or college, um, get in touch with us and let us know. We'll help, we'll help that happen. And then also, uh, like at the University of Idaho uh, with Cassie, they, they've got a need for FCA Bibles, student-athlete study Bibles that the FCA has. And so we're, uh, if you'd like to help donate to that or any other school uh, to get Bibles at schools or other devotional resources, you can contact us at fcaidaho.org. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. You